Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Joining me on today's show are three local nonprofit organizations, the Naperville Noon Lions, the Naperville Men's Glee Club, and Lizzie's Fund. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Renette. And joining me now from the Naperville Noon Lions Club is their president, Donna Kearney. Welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you, Jane. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So, Donna, let's talk about the uh, Lions Club International, a little bit of that history, and then give us an understanding of how the Naperville Noon Lions came to be. Lions Clubs International was founded in 1917 in Chicago by a man named Melvin Jones. And he started this organization to help people in need in the area. And since that, in the last 103 years, it has grown to be in over 180 countries. There's over 45,000 clubs now and over 1.4 million members in the Lions Club. Wow, that's huge. That's much bigger, I think, than a lot of people realize, right? It is, it is. We are a a small uh, club with a mighty roar. And our club was founded chartered in 1948. So that's 72 years. And we've had a very proud history in Naperville, uh, starting with at times when we sold brooms door to door. And now we do our fundraising and our community service projects in different ways. And we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Okay. Well, and let's start out, I think, really kind of with the mission for you and just sort of articulating that. And then talk a little bit about some of the programs that you have that you support the community with, Donna. Well, Helen Keller charged the Lions to be the Knights of the Blind. And since then, our primary mission is to serve people with vision, to eradicate blindness. And we do that in Naperville in a a way that we support children and seniors that can't otherwise afford the vision care that they need. So we do pre-K kindergarten screening. We do vision uh, eye exams and provide glasses some uh, cataract uh, remediation for seniors that can't afford it. We also help children and seniors with hearing, uh, hearing tests, hearing aids, and those are our primary two missions. And then with Lions International, they have five areas of focus. So adding to that, there is diabetes, which we all know is a major cause of blindness. So supporting that really, really uh, ties Uh, health and vision together. And then we support the environment. There's environmental cause and there is hunger. And the fifth area of focus for lions is childhood cancer. Mm. And we do those three, last three areas. We support the St. Baldrick's Police and Fire with their efforts to raise money with their head shaving uh, event. And we, as a group, go out and clean the stretch of Naperville Plainfield Road from 75th to 87th, we've adopted that stretch of road. And so you'll see us out there four times a year from April to October, cleaning up the the garbage that that lands there through nature's wind. And then we also support the Feed My Starving Children and the Loaves and Fishes Community Pantry with For Hunger. So that we sort of cover all of the causes uh, in Naperville following those ways. 
Yeah, I think what I love hearing from you, Donna, is the way that you're, you know, it's not just about what you as the club are doing in and of yourselves with the work that you're doing in vision and hearing, but it's really coming alongside some of those other important not-for-profits and elevating the work that they're doing against the areas that you as an alliance club are concerned about. That's a wonderful community partnership that you have going. Thank you. Thank you. And our, our motto is we serve. And it is the other motto that is coming out of Lions Internationals is where there's a need, there's a lion. And so we transform what we do based on what our community needs and what we are able to provide as a club. We have 40 members. And so that is sometimes we get stretched pretty thin with some of our activities. But we are able, we are very proud to be able to help the way that we do. Yeah. And I know, you know, I think it's so important uh, when you talked about, you know, the eye tests and the hearing tests, you know, particularly, obviously, always important for our senior community, but for our kids, that's such a hindrance, right, in terms of their learning. And that sort of manifests itself and a lot of other issues. So it goes well beyond just not being able to see as well as you need to with the, with the board or the computer or hear the uh, direction that you're being given. That, that has a much bigger impact for a young child. It does, it does. And it's really important to us that we give our children in Naperville every chance they have to succeed. And it's really tough right now with them not being at school, with not being with their friends, but we know that when they get back to school, we're going to be able to help them just as much as always. Okay. And you sort of touched on this a little bit, Donna, in terms of the community service projects, but is there any others that you kind of want to mention? We are, there's one new one that we're going to be starting in the winter, and that is a blood drive. And so we are learning uh, about what that means and just going through lo the logistics now to set a date and a location so that we can help secure that really valuable resource that is, is needed in our community as well. Yeah, well, that's certainly, I kind of really hear that where there's, where there's a need, there's a lion, and blood is a very important part as we go through this pandemic. So, you know, obviously you and, and your fellow lions are putting in a lot of uh, sweat equity into the work that you do, but you also need funds uh, and you also raise funds. So tell us a little bit about how you do that, Donna. We have five main fundraisers and a couple of them are new this year with the pandemic our primary fundraiser, which is the turkey trot, and the state restrictions on gathering size, it meant that we had to go to a virtual event. So we are going to have uh, ask people to participate between November 14th and November 29th in their favorite place and complete the 5k distance, send us their pictures and send us uh, their times if they'd like to, we know that people can't get together and Thanksgiving is such an important family holiday and it's such an important tradition and a way to kick off the holiday season. And so people can still participate if they can't travel, they can still register. We're going to mail them their shirts and they can coordinate with their family to go out and do the same thing, just not together. And then they can still celebrate. And we have a, a heat map that shows the registrations that we've received so far. And it's wonderful to see that while the majority of our registrations to date have been in Naperville, they're across the country. So people are participating where they live and that's wonderful. So people can register at NaperviltUrkeyTrot.com and we will mail you a shirt and a fun commemorative decal for the 2020 race to go along with it. Right now, 
if you are interested. We are having our annual raffle. It is a cash raffle, so the grand prize is $3,000. Then we have 1,000 and then 500. And we are selling tickets online on our website. The drawing will be December 1st. So there's still lots of time to get a ticket, but we've only printed 3,000. So in prior years, we printed more, but this year we, we printed um, fewer tickets. And you can get those off of our website. And this is a mouthful. It's NapervilleNoonLions.org. And I know Jane will have that at the bottom for you after. So you can buy tickets online, but if you also know a lion, you can go to our, our Facebook page and, and ask about it, or you can ask any of us and we'd be happy to, to mail you your tickets. Um, we just finished Candy Day, which is a cooperative uh, fundraiser with Lions of Illinois Foundation, where we would uh, ask for donations in, in exchange for candy. So we just finished that, we were very happy with that. And you can check out more information about those at our website, and you can also buy tickets and be directed to the Turkey Trot website from there as well. Okay. Well, it sounds like you have lots of good ways to help raise money and fun ways. I mean, I think like, as you mentioned with the Turkey Trot, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people there where their family would normally be coming in and they're gonna run the Turkey Trot where they live for the rest of the year. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Donna, for coming by. We so appreciate all the work that the Naperville Noon Lions Club is doing on behalf of so many in the community. Uh, it, it's just incredible to see how a small but very mighty group is really having an impact in the place that they live, work, and play. So thank you for everything that you and your fellow Noon Lions do. Jane, thank you and to NCTV for having me on and helping us, helping me spread the word about lions. Thank you. Always a pleasure. You're welcome. And if you would like more information about the Noon Lions Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break for a few short messages. Don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette. And joining me now from the Naperville Men's Glee Club is John Rakes. He's their artistic director. Welcome, John. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Jane. Super glad to have you. And, you know, we're going to just start right out. You're a singing group. So have you been able to rehearse? Have you been able to perform during this pandemic? What has the Glee Club been able to do? Yeah, well, the pandemic has just forced us to be creative. Um, we have not stopped singing together. Together, and we even have mounted performances. So uh, when the pandemic hit initially in March, we moved to uh, remote rehearsals uh, via Zoom, which a lot of groups are exploring. And then uh, as the weather warmed up and uh, how to control or mitigate the spread of the pandemic uh, became a little bit more concrete, we started actually rehearse at a parking garage in Lyle at the uh, Navistar campus there. They welcomed us there on Saturday morning 
And so uh, when the weather's good, uh, warm enough, we are found there singing on the second floor level, socially distanced with singing masks on. And uh, that's been working really well. Yeah, that's okay. So I, I've got a couple of follow-up questions to that. Because sure. first of all, you know, the whole rehearsing through Zoom. So that must have taken a little getting used to, right? It does. It, it, it requires a lot of the singers, a lot of individuality on their learning and the rehearsal process. Um, because I, through the Zoom feature, cannot hear everybody. Um, everybody is on mute and they have to gauge for themselves uh, what they're doing. But it also creates a real thoroughness to the process that we sometimes lose in live rehearsal. And even though it slows things down a little bit, it really creates an environment where everybody can ask a lot of questions and it's very individualized if they take that risk. And uh, the product turns out to be uh, really good. Yeah, I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing some of that and it, and it is really good. It's very fun to watch everybody sort of individual. And I know that, I mean, the parking lot is genius. I mean, that is just, a, what a great, it's so nice that you were welcomed there. And I kind of imagine somebody kind of driving through on a Saturday and be like, wait, what? This is an amazing, <laughs> yeah, this is an amazing free performance. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really cool atmosphere. And um, besides our virtual choirs that we've been putting together, which is more of a production, um, it's just great to actually be live together singing. Uh, NCTV 17 was great enough to come out for our uh, late August concert called Virtually Live and stream that uh, really around the globe. Um, for us as we performed for a small audience that was live there, but really reaching out to a virtual audience. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned singing ma, so I just say a little bit more about that. Are they, uh, how are they different? Oh, the singing masks, um, there's several different companies and there's actually a lot of patterns online that you can uh, create your own. But the point of the of, of singer's mask is it has a frame and that frame keeps the cloth of the mask away from the face. Mm. So that it creates a little bit more breathing area and it creates a space where you don't have something touching your lips. Okay. It's a little bit more comforting for a singer to sing into that than a, a mask that's really tight to their face. Sure. Well, thank you for explaining that. That I, You kind of piqued my interest when you mentioned that. So, yeah, um, people are usually intrigued when they see us singing with them. They're like, what are those? Uh, where can I, <laughs> I'm a choir director or I sing in a choir. Where can I get more information about them? And Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's so interesting about this whole experience, and I think you touched a little bit on it, even in, uh, you know, how you're doing the virtual rehearsals, you know, there's good things that are coming out of it. And I think some of that collaboration and learning new things and and being creative, as you said, right off the top. Um, What as you kind of look forward, and, and we don't really know exactly how things are going to go, right, obviously, but what are your plans for future performances, John? Yeah, so uh, in, a, in a normal situation, we would have a performance um, December 6th, a holiday performance. Um, that's been canceled for this year, but it hasn't really been canceled. It's really just been recrafted. Um, we're going to go out into the community and carol in small groups where we can uh, control the, the distance again. Um, and through our website and our other uh, social media platforms and uh, through our email lists, 
we're going to be actually uh, selling Carol spots so that over the weekend of December 5th and December 6th, uh, individuals to businesses can uh, order one of our octets to come and sing 15 minutes of carols uh, for them. Uh, we're also going to be uh, doing some caroling over the phone. We're really interested in reaching out to the shut-in community, especially at retirement and nursing homes. Uh, and so that would be a way for friends and family to order something that might brighten their holiday spirits. And uh, we're even doing an email campaign where uh, you can order a uh, virtual carol that will blast out to you kind of like an email greeting card from the Naperville Men's Glee Club. I love it. I love how great, you know, what, they don't call you the artistic director for nothing. I, I love <laughs> how creative uh, all I, I, of those I have, ideas. <laughs> I have a great team uh, in our board that helps take my ideas and visions and really put boots on the ground. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's lovely. And as you talked about, I mean, we have some populations, uh, particularly in our senior groups that, you know, I mean, they just so enjoy, uh, you know, the holidays and the singing and everything. So to be able to find creative ways to be able to deliver that, I think is absolutely spectacular. So uh, good for you to continue to bring the joy at the joyous time of year. So uh, that's terrific. Now, what if somebody wanted to join the Naperville Men's Glee Club? How do they go about that, John? Yeah, well, the first step is I encourage them to check out our website, um, nmgc.org. And uh, that will give you information about where we're rehearsing when, um, because with the weather changing, we're not always at Navistar. And we're exploring other uh, in-person uh, possibilities beyond just Zoom. But uh, that would be a way to get connected with us and send an email to our membership chair um, his information is on that website. Okay. And then, uh, find out where we are, what we're doing on a given Saturday, because <laughs> we rehearse every Saturday from 9.30 to 11. Um, and then we're always, especially at this time, open to just guests coming and trying us out. And that's the best invitation I can give. If you like to sing and you're a guy, come sing with us for a Saturday. You're more than welcome. And then uh, we'll take the membership and audition process from, from there. As we wrap up here, John, um, just, you know, you're the artistic director. Give me the quick rundown on what that means within your role at the Naperville Men's Glee Club. The, the top part of my job is that I'm in charge of all the art we do. I select the music and the repertoire. I plan the rehearsals. I'm the chief conductor of the group. So I'm usually in front of the group rehearsing and planning that, teaching the songs to, to the men, and then uh, being in charge of keeping up the artistic quality of the group, planning our performances from uh, start to finish. And uh, that's the joy of my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, that's not a small job. That sounds like pretty much everything. So yeah, that's, that, that's pretty, that's pretty much everything on the artistic <laughs> side. And then um, I'm, the, I'm usually one of the first people that new singers meet. I take care of the audition process. I'm a member of the board, so I, I organize our section leaders and I organize, uh, help give, you know, artistic feedback to the board and uh, give ideas. I'm a, a vision caster and uh, let the board run with how those visions get fulfilled. 
Well, I would say that you are doing an amazing job. Your board and your, your club has just brought some incredible joy and wonderful music uh, during a difficult year. And we wish you all the best as you finish out this year. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you in person next year. Yeah, that'd be great. It's been a pleasure. And I'm so thankful for the support of NCTV17. And um, yeah, thanks for spreading the word about the Naperville Men's Glee Club. You are welcome. And if you would like to learn more information about the Naperville Men's Glee Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break for a few short messages. Please don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. And joining me now from Lizzie's Fund is Bernie Slupik. She's their executive director. So welcome to the show, Bernie. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for having us. Always nice to see you. Love your signage and support for Lizzie's Fund. Um, tell us a little bit about it and how it got started. Well, Lizzie was a little four-pound chihuahua that was deeply loved by her family. Um, unfortunately, at age nine, she encountered some severe orthopedic problems and she couldn't walk. Uh, two independent vets both suggested that the humane thing to do would be to euthanize her um, because she couldn't withstand surgery due to her significant heart murmur. Her family wasn't able to accept that though and they sought out alternative medical care, which at the time was pretty unique. Uh, it worked tremendously, and she not only could walk, but run, and lived another seven and a half very productive years. Um, once she passed, finally, at age 16 and a half, her family established Lizzie's Fund um, in 2012 to help senior dogs in shelters and rescues. Okay. And, and that's such a, it's such a heartwarming story, right? I mean, it really is. And so talk a little bit about some of the different programs that you do uh, within Lizzie's Fund and, and how are they different? Well, there's our general fund and that fund works with shelters and rescues to help senior dogs that come into those organizations that need help. So Lizzie's Fund financially supports them by way of um, paying for uh, vet bills, dental, grooming, alternative medical care, whatever the dog really needs. Um, and it, uh, the other program um, is Lizzie Care. And Lizzie's Care is something new for us. Um, what that does is it pays for dogs that can't be adopted. The general fund is dogs going to be adopted. Lizzie cares for dogs that can't be adopted. They are uh, kept in foster's homes for however long they have, and it's basically hospice care. Okay. Um, Lizzie's fund pays for all the medical bills and comfort care, whatever the dog needs. Uh, we also, at different times during the year, pay for adoption care. So uh, in November, for instance, we will be absorbing the adoption cost at shelters and rescues 
for senior dogs in order that seniors can be moved into homes before the holidays and before the weather um, hits. But with this new program, Lizzie Care, we just can't say enough about the fosters that take these dogs in and care for them. Yeah, you're really all about making sure the quality of life for senior dogs. It's, you know, everybody loves the brand new sparkly puppy, but uh, as we age, sometimes we're not as bright and sparkly as we used to be, right? right. So, uh, yes. and, and, and vet bills and care are expensive. Um, right. You mentioned alternative care, Bernie. Uh, say a little bit more about that. How does it help the dogs? Um, alternative care is really important for a senior dog, and it ranges from a whole different bunch of disciplines. It can be acupuncture, it can be chiropractic care, which is usually the majority of the time that's what we use. It could be laser treatments, um, it can be massages, but all of these are very beneficial for a senior dog. Okay. All right. So again, it's all about giving that quality of life uh, because obviously for many, it, it's such a tight family bond. Right. How many, uh, how many dogs has, has the fund helped, Bernie? And, and kind of talk a little bit, if you would, about the typical organizations that you work and partner with. Okay. We partner with um, a bunch of local shelters, a lot of rescue groups, the breed-specific rescue groups, um, and today we've helped over 350 dogs, either getting adopted or being in hospice care. Um, but we occasionally will work with individuals as well. Uh, let's say a senior citizen has a dog that needs medical care, expensive medical care, perhaps cardiac care. Um, we evaluate the circumstances and in order to keep that dog in its home, we will sometimes subsidize and underwrite the medical care for that senior person. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, sometimes you, you hear that and you think, gosh, well, that's, that's a lot. But if that senior, that, that can be their lifeline. I mean, that's not just the health of the dog. That's also the health of the senior. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how does the fund receive donations? And, and I assume, because we have all as not-for-profits being hit, uh, that the fund has been affected uh, by the pandemic. Say a little bit about how you're going about your fundraising and what you're doing during this time. Well, actually, we're not having any fundraising. Okay. <laughs> well, very, that's right. <laughs> it's very sad. Um, two uh, 2020 left us with zero fundraisers. In 2019, we had seven very successful fundraisers, and we were able to raise a lot of money to care for a lot of dogs. In 2020, we've had none, and it's really affected us. Um, however, we are still working on our reserves and spending that money because although the funding is not coming in, the need is there greater than ever. Uh, there, more people are staying home and they're adopting senior dogs. So that's a good thing, but they require a lot of care. Conversely, a lot of people have lost their jobs and they can't afford to keep a dog, especially one that needs a lot of care. So they're turning them in. So it's, it's notwithstanding the fact that, you know, we aren't bringing in any money right now. We still have a great demand. Yeah. Okay. So how, how can the public help, Bernie? Well, donations are always gratefully accepted. Um, people can write a check and send it to us, to our office, or they can go online and donate. And when they go online, they now have the option of choosing if they want to donate to the general fund, if they want to... Uh, donate to Lizzie Care, the hospice program, or 
one of the newer items that we have is memorials. So if someone wants to make a donation in honor of a pet that's passed, they can do it for their own pet or they can do it for a friend's pet. And we oh, put out nice. acknowledgement letters to everyone. And in the case of memorial care, we also put out a letter of acknowledgement to the um, owners of the dog that passed and to let them know that a friend had made a donation. In the month of November, um, which is Senior Pet Month, uh, we are honored to have a 100% matching fund drive. And this will help us make up for our COVID losses, but all of the donations will be 100% matched, which means we can help twice as many dogs. That's wonderful. And all that information is right on your website, right, Bernie? It is. And Lizzie's Fund is an IRS authorized 501c3 charity. So all donations are tax deductible. Yeah, absolutely. So Bernie, I think you have a little furry friend that you want to share with us today, we right? Do. We do. We have Mabel. She's back. I love it. She's yes. been a regular on Spotlight. She has. She's a wonderful little girl. Um, just to refresh your memory, she was abandoned at age 13, unable to walk, and was taken in by Lizzie's Fun and given um, a lot of chiropractic care while she was being fostered. And um, she's not only able to walk, but she can run and chase bunnies. Her foster family fell in love with her and decided to keep her. And so she's been part of their life for five years. And we wanted people to realize that that senior dogs can live a long time. So next month, during Senior Pet Month, Mabel will be celebrating her 18th birthday. And uh, she's a very sweet disposition dog that her family absolutely adores. Yes. And I always love the fact that she has the most amazing bling and accessories of any dog I've ever met. She's boiled rotten. Yes. She really is. <laughs> but we want people to realize that senior dogs make excellent pets. Um, they're quiet, they're housebroken usually, and um, they glide right in and become an integral part of a family. Um, they are, uh, it's so wonderful for a family to adopt a senior dog and they get the satisfaction of knowing that they've given a loving home to a dog that is grateful and they are truly grateful. Yeah. Um, some adopters, um, you know, are amazed at what a senior dog can bring to their home. Uh, we want everyone to know that adopting a senior dog is a special gift, and every day is a gift for a senior dog. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bernie, and we wish you all the best uh, with your November drive, and uh, thank you on behalf of all the senior dogs everywhere for all the good work that you and the Lizzie's Fund are doing for them. So thank you, thank you for coming by, and thank you, Mabel. If you would like to learn more about Lizzie's Fun, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about any of the three organizations we spoke with today, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And for more information about what's going on in town, please sign up to receive our daily news update or like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching.
Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.